Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we're live, but we got to let it breathe just for a moment. Got to bring on Facebook, make sure we're all under the same roof here, and we are good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle and powered by Mile High Huddle's Facebook supporters. Go to facebook.com slash milehighhuddle. Click the big blue button. Become a supporter so you can get access to our premium video content, including Kelberman's Corner and the Trickle Zone. My host, my co-host, my partner in crime, my fellow football priest, Zach Kelberman, joins me. Zach, dude, much to my lament... Alex Smith hung up his cleats today. He called it a called it a career. Was that? I mean, it probably shouldn't have been much of a surprise. Surprise, but I was a little disappointed. I don't know about you. I was. I wouldn't say I'm disappointed, but I would say I was surprised because apparently Alex Smith visited Urban Meyer, who he knows from his days at Utah, and Urban Meyer apparently had interest in signing him as a backup to presumed number one overall pick Trevor Lawrence, and Meyer came away. Um, apprehensive or worried about his medicals. And I'm, I'm, it's surprising to me because he got through last year. He yep. faded down the stretch, but he helped Washington to an NFC East title. So the fact that maybe he had a setback with his leg or he, he doesn't have it anymore. But Alex Smith, Chad, you know, he was a really, really, I don't want to say great quarterback. I think he was a tier below that. He was a very good quarterback, the ultimate game manager who had success wherever he went. He came back from that catastrophic injury against all odds. He was this close to losing the leg, maybe losing his life. He comes back and wins games and leads his team to the playoffs. What more did he have to prove in the NFL? So I'm not surprised um, that he hung it up. I'm surprised if there was a, an issue with his leg that popped back up. Yeah, I mean, I followed that kind of on the surface, what was going on with Alex Smith following that just catastrophic injury. But I watched a piece now, just I don't know what it was, a month and a half, two months ago, uh, that chronicled the whole ordeal from the time he got hurt to the time he made it back onto the field in Washington. And ESPN? Probably was, yes. Actually, it was ESPN. Stefania right. Bell, yeah, it was great. Dude, I just couldn't help but marvel at the spirit in this man. Like, yeah. man, it's just phenomenal. But you're right. Like, hey, have you been to the top of the mountain? Maybe not, right? You're, you, the, the Niners made it to the Super Bowl in 2012 uh, with Colin Kaepernick, not with Alex Smith. But 
you know, you've, I guess he's, I don't think he made any Pro Bowls. Maybe he did as a Chief. I know he didn't as a Niner. You made a lot of money, you know? Yeah. I, I understand why, but I liked him as a potential failsafe for the Broncos, but that piece has now been moved off the chessboard. He was, I think, never coming to Denver because he was never content with wanting to be a backup. He had visions of grandeur in his head of starting for a team this season. But at this point of the NFL offseason, Chad, most of the teams around the league, except for a few, have their quarterback situation settled. And no one was really banging down his door to hire him to be their hold the fort bridge guy for 2021. So he he kind of surveyed the market. He saw what was out there. He probably said to himself, if I'm going to be a backup, I'd rather be a backup behind a really good prospect and with a coach who I know from my college days. It didn't work out in Jacksonville. So Alex Smith said, you know what? Like you said, I've made a lot of money. I've won a lot of games. I've accomplished what I want to accomplish for the most part. And I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my life and hopefully stay healthy doing so. Alex Smith, career earnings. I'm just going to take a look at this real a lot, quick. real quick. Let's just see how many dollars he has to console himself with uh, as he rides From off. From his rookie deal alone, stuff. number one overall pick in what, 05? Yeah, pre-new pre CBA. So, uh, all right, let me see if I can find this easy. So here's a deal he made, uh, 94th a million, uh, his rookie deal. 94 Jeez. million. Jeez. Uh, his next deal wow. was four years, 68 million from the Chiefs. Excuse me, excuse me. I'm, I got to back that up. I I miss I misread it. All right, the deal with the with Washington was four years, ninety four million. He didn't make all that money. So let me go back to uh, his rookie contract, six years. He made fifty three and a half million dollars. All right, cry me a river. Uh, from 09 to ten, he signed a two year short term deal to come back for six point five million, and then another sh- kind of short term deal the following year when Harbaugh arrived, five million bucks. Then the Niners paid him twenty seven million over three. Then as a chief, he got four years, 68 million, Zach, and then that $94 million deal, which he wasn't able to earn that additional. But he even that Washington contract, Zach, $55 million guaranteed at signing. Jeez. And how old is he, 35, 34? He is exactly 36. And by the 36. way, he has been to three Pro Bowls, all of which were with the Chiefs. If I made that much money and I came back from that leg injury and I kept my leg, I would just, and I'm 36 years old, I'm retiring in the same fashion he did. I'm saying sayonara. I'll, I'll check in with the next chapter of my life. He can always, he'll, he will be, if he wants to, a coach in the NFL. He's the ultimate heady type of smart, cerebral type of quarterback. He can be a quarterback's coach if he wants to pursue that. But I wish him well in his next endeavor, yeah. Chad. I think he's earned the opportunity to kind of relax now. Guys, we're just getting warmed up here. We wanted to touch on the whole Alex Smith thing, but guys, we got to talk about OTAs and who showed up today, what we know about who showed up anyway. We got to talk about George Payton kind of breaking his silence, if you will, about the NFL draft and just kind of the outlook for the Broncos holding the ninth pick. We're going to get to all that stuff, including your questions, your super chats. We see a few stacked up. We got Kathy in the house with the super. We got Brian in the house with the super. Appreciate each and every one of you. It's good to be with you. We're going to get into all that, but first, we got to say thank you to the presenting sponsor of tonight's live stream podcast, Manscaped. Guys, it's warming up. I mean, the sun's out, and you want to you want to show off those guns. You want to show off the the fruit of your New Year's resolutions, right? You had some resolutions in January. You've been following it through. Been eating right, hitting the gym, exercising. The next thing to take you to that level where you really need to be is Manscaped. They are the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. 
helped over 200, excuse me, 2 million, I almost said 200 million, 2 million men, including us, around the world take their male grooming on point. So if you've been kind of delaying that, this is the the tool to help you get that, pun intended, on point. I think it will be 200 million though soon, considering the the uh, the quality of their product and the multi uses of their products. And I'm holding up, as you can see here, the lawnmower 3.0, and it's not just used for below the belt. I can attest to this. I shaved before the podcast tonight. I cleaned up below my neck around this area. And if you're like me, it grows fast. It gets jumbled, a lot of hair to work through. This allows you to seamlessly and effortlessly remove those unwanted hairs and clean yourself up above the belt, below the belt, any part of your body, any season, any time of the year, no matter who you are, Manscaped allows you to feel better and look better. And Chad, I cannot recommend these products highly enough. I use them every day. That's no lie. All right. Uh, It has become a staple in Casa Jensen. My two teenage sons use it every single day. And only one of those travel bags uh, was provided by Manscaped. The other two purchased by yours truly because it's just phenomenal. But look at this, guys. you got the Crop Preserver, Crop Cleanser, Crop Reviver, uh, Foot Duster, the Cologne Refined. Guys, it is surprisingly good cologne. Plus, of course, the uh, star of the show, the Lawnmower 3.0 and the Weed Whacker. So take your male grooming to that next level. Impress that special lady in your life. Go to manscaped.com, and if you use the code HUDDLE, you're going to get 20% off plus free shipping, and your boys, they're going to thank you. That's right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HUDDLE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, and use the code HUDDLE. All right, guys. Follow us on on Twitter. Connect with us at HuddleUpPod. Also, the main account, at MileHighHuddle. Our producer, you know him lovingly as Beast on Twitter, at John K, MHH. My partner, Zach Kelberman at Kelberman NFL, myself, at Chad and Jensen. Again, guys, go check out our Facebook page, Mile High Huddle. It's not, you know, it's it's hard to miss. 100,000 people nearly are following that page. But click the big blue button to become a supporter. You get access to Kelberman's Corner every Sunday at noon, Mountain Time, and the Trickle Zone every Saturday at noon, Mountain Time. Plus, we are cooking up some new shows that are going to roll out not only on our Facebook, but on YouTube here in the very, very near future. And yes, we hear the cries and the pleas for some sort of a debate show, all right, where we get a podcast host or podcast duo to debate another podcast host or another podcast duo. We hear those calls. We are cooking some things up. It's going to be great. But first things first, guys, you want access to our VIP content, go to facebook.com slash milehighhuddle, become a supporter, check out the merch store, huddleuppod.com, get your swag on, get a hat, get a tee, let them hate as you see Zach rocking right there. And if you're not in a position to do those things, gang, it's all good. We're seriously just stoked to have you with us. Please, please, whatever you do, like this video. All right. Subscribe if you haven't already. Click your notifications on YouTube. And then number three, guys, share it out there. If we're doing a good job for you, if you at least respect the effort, help us. All right. By sharing it out there and help us continue to grow, reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. Aldi is hosting National Hiring Week for stores September 12th through the 18th. Over the past several years, we've grown rapidly, expanding from coast to coast. That means more opportunities for you to join our store teams across the country. You'll also benefit from our newly increased wages. During National Hiring Week, qualified candidates will be invited to interview on-site and may receive same-day job offers. Join us and apply online at careers.aldi.us slash radio. Welcome to more. Aldi is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Getting that just right temperature. 
or getting an energy-efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. Introducing the Planet Fitness Guide to getting that post-workout glow. Step one, what's your why? More epic energy? Better sleep? Blow off steam? Step two, join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and just $10 a month. And get moving with tons of equipment in our clean and spacious clubs. Step three, bask in that post-workout glow. Join Planet Fitness today, $1 down and just $10 a month. Hurry offer ends October 14th, only at Planet Fitness, an official fitness center of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. See club for details. All right, Zach, real quick, I want to get your take on what you reported here today. I've read the article, but I'm, you know, maybe not everyone listening or watching right now has seen this. Uh, George Payton, the draft plan, I'll pull it up, but let's start with what, if anything, he revealed today. Uh, when he opened up and, and talked a little bit about the draft. Uh, he revealed exactly what he said, which was, we feel we're in a good spot. There is going to be a really good impact player at number nine, and we have the flexibility with the draft capital we have to move up or move down. So he's really not breaking any news there, Chad. He's saying the Broncos would be more than happy if their player on their big board aligns with their availability at number nine overall. But if they want to come up for maybe a quarterback, they can do that as well. He did confirm, as if you can read the report, guys. Uh, He's received trade feelers from teams that want to move up, want to move down. So he's actively engaged in trade talks right now, but he's also content with staying at number nine and maximizing the value of that pick. And him saying that just him saying that we feel confident increases the Broncos' leverage if they do want to move down. If it seemed like New England or Chicago or Philadelphia or Washington, they want to come up to number nine, they desperately want a quarterback if one is there. The Broncos are saying, listen, well, we have no problem staying where we are right now and not giving you that pick. So George Payton, once again, is keeping the Broncos' best leverage in mind, and he's working with the Broncos' best interest in mind. I thought there was nothing new here, Chad, other than George Payton being an active good, dutiful general manager. Yeah, hats off to him for how he has really postured the Broncos this offseason. He's got everybody guessing. No one really knows what the Broncos' true plans are. I mean, Elway at times did a decent job kind of hiding what he was going to do in the first round anyway, but more often than not, like we knew basically the players that the Broncos really liked and were planning on targeting in the draft from Paxton Lynch to uh, Shane Ray Von Miller was one that you know that was his maiden draft and he wasn't technically GM then John Elway uh, he was kind of learning on the job from Brian Zander the holdover from the previous administration that stayed on for two years to kind of show Elway the ropes but you kind of knew what was coming from Elway even last year man our podcast Zach were dominated by wide receiver wide receiver wide yep. receiver we knew it was going to be a wide receiver I have my suspicions. I have my inklings on what I think the Broncos are going to do, but I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't know. Nobody knows. And credit to George Payton. If anything, Zach, the one thing he did say today uh, that was newsworthy, in all honesty, was right here. I've already heard from teams that want to move up to nine. I've heard from one team that wants to move back from the top eight. So that's newsworthy. Interesting that he's already, you know, that spot in the draft is is already, um, you know, 
triggering some some interest. Well, also, he used the plural form there of teams want to move up to number nine. He only used the singular form for team that, that wants to move down from the top eight. So, like I speculated right there, could that team that wants to move down be the Atlanta Falcons, who Woody Page reported over the weekend the Broncos made first contact and reached out about the availability of the number four overall pick? Things are happening right now. And as George Payton says right there in the last graph of my story, things are happening right now. They're going to pick up an Increase as the draft gets closer, and if a trade is going to be consummated, which it very well could be either up or down, it probably won't happen until draft night when the first five or six picks come in, or maybe the first three picks, and he has a better idea of what players are going where. Super chat from one of our longtime superstars, Kathy Lund. It has been a minute, my friend. We've missed you. Appreciate you. She says, hey, all, it's been a minute. Darn real life. Can't wait for the draft. I'm thinking Micah Parsons, hashtag state of being. Really cool, Kathy. Great to see you. We have missed you. That's no lie. No lie at all. And it's interesting she brings up Micah Parsons, Zach, because, I don't know, 20 minutes before we went live, Bob Morris published. It's always fun. These, you know, you, you, mock drafts become ubiquitous this time of year, right? They're everywhere, right? You, you pick up a cushion. Oh, there's a mock draft, right? You turn the corner to grab some toilet paper. Boom, mock draft in your face. And – they they start becoming just kind of boring because it's just guesswork. And Bob's is kind of unique because what he's doing with his, this first round mock, he just published today. We can go through it if we get some time here tonight, but it's a, what would happen in the first round if teams only drafted based on need, like pure need, no other consideration, mm-hmm. just need. And actually I think it's one of the more accurate ways to forecast what's going to happen because most teams, they, draft based on a form of need it's bpa and need combined into one what are our need positions all right who are the best players available at those need positions and then that's where it kind of bottlenecks and combines but really interesting his pick based on the need there at nine micah parsons I don't see how it's so crazy, and you can argue that he's not the number one player on George Payton's big board, but we're not privy to that information. Only George Payton knows that. His number one player may very well be a quarterback like Trey Lance or Fields that'll be off the board when the Broncos go on the clock. If it works out at number nine and they stay there and they're happy to get an impact player, as George Payton said, what more impactful of a player, at least in year one for the defense, would there be other than Micah Parsons? And again, Micah Parsons, the football player, not Micah Parsons, the person. And the case can be made, and I'm sure Bob makes a great case for him here. They have no bigger missing link on defense, no other glaring weakness than inside linebacker. And he is the best, you can say what you want, the best three-down complete prototypical inside linebacker in this draft class. Would I, you know, am I going to do cartwheels if he's the pick? No. But am I going to cry myself to sleep if he's the pick? No, either. I think you're putting an instant day one starter, and it seems like that's what Peyton wants. He wants someone that's going to help the team win this year. And every move he made this offseason is to help Fangio win this year and preferably keep his job. So if he keeps along with that mindset, Micah Parsons, among non-quarterbacks, could very well be the pick. And Broncos country is going to have to just deal with it. For what it's worth, I would love it. I would love if the Denver Broncos landed Micah Parsons at pick nine. I personally don't think he's going to be there, but hey, I've been wrong before. Here's what Bob said, though, quote, This is a pick that Broncos fans will either love or hate. This pick is also a reminder about how my rules worked out about a needs-first draft and what happens when you do that. 
Parsons certainly fits a major need, but not everyone thinks you should take an off-ball linebacker in the top 10. Furthermore, Parsons' character issues are a concern. I will say that if the Broncos don't get the chance to pick a quarterback, I expect them to trade down rather than reach for a need here. Hey, what do you know? Look, Zach, it's following us around everywhere. Manscaped, gang. Promo code HUDDLE, 20% off. Um, let me just Let me just show you real quick here who – Bob had going uh, in the top 10 here. All right. First off, shocker, shocker, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Zach Wilson. Number three, though, he's got the Niners taking Justin Fields. Number Thank four. you. I'm not buying the Mac Jones smoke. I'm not either. Falcons to, to, uh, took Trey Lance at four. Ooh. Bengals took Penny Sewell at five. Dolphins took Jamar Chase at six. Lions took Jalen Waddle, the Alabama wide receiver, at seven. Panthers took Patrick Sertan. At eight, so Sertan in this mock ends up being the first defender Ooh. drafted, followed by Parsons, and then the Cowboys uh, take J.C. Horn, the South Carolina lockdown cornerback. So one last thing I want to show you here, Zach, and then I'll serve this back over to you, is where did Mac Jones Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I, I, I thought I missed him. 19, wow. Washington football team. So your thoughts? I agree. You know, this would be kind of a worst case scenario for the Broncos, kind of an apocalyptic scenario. I don't think they're that high on Mac Jones, but at number eight overall, I kind of dispute them taking, what was it, Patrick Sertan, the cornerback. Yeah. I know they need a def- defensive help, but if they're sold on Sam Darnold as their long-term guy, they can trade that pick if they find a suitor for a King's ransom. A team like the Patriots who want to come up for Mac Jones or a team like Washington, Chicago, they need quarterbacks. And number eight could be the best spot for them to move up ahead of the Broncos to get their guy. But if that's the case, Micah Parsons would be the BPA on their Big board. I don't think they're sold on Mac Jones and Micah Parsons again would be the instant impact player that George Payton is seeking. And maybe you disagree, Chad, but I feel like Vic Fangio has skimped at inside linebacker since he's been in Denver. I think this is the year he finally gets his blue chip dynamic guy. And that guy could very well be Micah Parsons. Bradley on YouTube says, all I know is I'm tired of the pre-draft chatter. I'm ready to start seeing whoever is drafted Get to work and get a glimpse of what we're going to play like. Hey, that time soon soon comes, my friend. It soon comes. But uh, we got another week and a half or so of speculation left to go. Uh, Zach, let's grab Jake King here, jumping in with a very generous super chat. Appreciate you, Jake. Jake. Much love to you, my dog. He says, who is your guys' favorite under-the-radar prospect in this year's draft? Any round. Zach, I'll start on this. I like Elijah Molden. All right, he's a little scrappy corner if he was – Three, four inches taller, he'd be probably a top 15 pick. But he's from uh, Washington, and I would not hate it. Like, if the Broncos took him in the second round, I would be fine with it, depending on what happened in the first round. I don't want corner, corner, like last year, wide receiver, wide receiver. But I think I want to say Trickle's grade on him was round two. Might have just I might just be thinking day two. But Elijah Molden is my under-the-radar guy uh, in this class amongst a few others. I have a really random one, but this has been the product of doing research for the Broncos and the Cowboys, but Tommy Tremble, the Notre Dame tight end, he's not Kyle Pitts, and this is not a really great class for tight ends, but I see, you know, George Kittle, a low-grade, maybe dollar general version of him. He can be a, he's a great blocker. He can play the, you know, outside. He can play inside, in line. I think if you mold him correctly, he can be a star at the next level, and I wouldn't mind, maybe not in the second, third round, but if he lasts that long you want to pick up some insurance behind albert o tommy tremble i think is going to be a really good pro at the next level 
there are so many options in this class, you guys, that are just, you know, it's the way that we learn about this class. One of the ways I should say is just reading all the articles that our, our true draft experts at Mile High Huddle publish leading up to the draft. And it's been really fun. I'm sure a lot of you concur on this. We're right there with you reading the finding Bronco scouting reports from Eric Trickle and Lance Sanderson and seeing all the draft work that Nick Kendall does and Carl and all the guys, Luke, uh, it's it's edifying. That's how we learn about it because Zach and I, look, if I could, I would be chilling in my room watching YouTube cut-ups of every single prospect, but I can't. It's not in the cards, dude. I got things to do. I got fish to fry. I got a, a website to manage. I got the uh, podcast to do with you guys. I got videos to make. I got social media to manage, which is why we go out long time ago, team up with, hire guys who are experts in that field, and that helps keep us uh, – educated on the class real quick john we need brian and christian if you've got them and then also eric and willie and straightforward fyi getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance it's not only about making smart changes today it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy plus you'll help protect the environment for years to come a better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Brian Van Vorst, good to see you, my friend. Appreciate you. He says, I'm proud of Drew for stepping up. I'm hoping this shows promise. Praying to the football priests that Drew balls out and proves the haters wrong. Hashtag let them hate priests and Denver Broncos for life. Yeah, let's talk about this subject. And thank you, Brian. Drew showed up, and we talked about this last night. Like, look, you know, one of the things that we would love to see from Drew, show a little spunk, show a little leadership, and – it doesn't have to be a divisive thing where like you're breaking from the guys who are holding out from this, but you're just showing up because you got a life to live. You know, you've got a career that needs to be cultivated and you can't really afford to not only miss out on that 75 grand that you stood to lose if you didn't show up, but you know, you gotta, you, you gotta take every opportunity that you can 
to work with Pat Shermer, to work with Mike Shula, to work with your teammates, to get those reps. So I was really, really uh, proud's not the right word. I was pleased to see that Drew showed up today alongside Dalton Reisner. Those are the only two I know for sure showed up. I'm not sure who else showed up, but those those two are for sure. Thanks. And uh, courtesy of Mike Kliss. What's funny is if Locke didn't show up, people would be questioning his leadership, his motives, his passion for the game, but that he did show up now, and people are saying, oh, well, it's because he had money at stake. It's the only reason why he's doing it, because of his workout bonus. You know, you can judge Drew Locke on a lot of things, and most of it is warranted his physical uh, approach to the game, his, you know, his inaccuracy, his turnovers, his mental miscues. You can charge that to him, but one thing you can't debate or take away from him is his leadership ability and his passion for football. The guy loves the game. He eats, sleeps, drinks, and bathes in it, and he wants to be the best quarterback he can be. And by coming to the facility, even though he's just working out, lifting weights, doing the bare bones minimum right now of the NFL offseason, Chad, it still shows where his mindset's at. He could very well have said, listen, my teammates don't want to come in. I'm going to be a good teammate. But like Dalton Reisner said, I respect what they want to do, but I'm my own man. I want to come into the facility. I want to be better, and I want to try to shed this loser label that's been applied to Denver for the last half decade. And the fact that he's taking it into his hands and at least trying, at least being active and not passive, I applaud him for that. Yeah, and it's a small thing, you know, showing up for voluntary OTAs. But again, like, you know, he's been working with Peyton this offseason, probably a lot more closely than even last year, breaking down film, all that stuff. Do you think Peyton Manning, even in today's, uh, we'll just say, social media, political climate, do you think Peyton Manning would pass on an opportunity to get better? Ever? No. He would not do it. He would not miss that. All right? And so Drew Locke taking his cues from, uh, you know, as the Padawan from his Jedi Master Peyton Here's something interesting, Zach, that Locke provided a little quote to Cliss that uh, he's, quote, been radio silent this offseason, but he wants to, quote, let my actions do the talking. And then here's your video evidence of the day of Drew Locke showing up. Uh, I want to say that's I'm not sure who he's with. Let me see. There's Drew. Um. Can't quite make it out, man. Thanks to yeah. Mike Cliss for hiding in the bushes in Dove Valley yeah. for the footage. Most definitely Mike Cliss or some poor Nine News videographer <laughs> that had to get up at the crack of dawn, right? Got the short uh, stick today. Actually, you know who I think that is? I think that's Austin Schlotman. I could be wrong, but nevertheless. So Drew showed up, guys. That's that's the good news. He's taking this offseason seriously and uh, showing a little leadership, Zach. Love what he says there too, Chad, because leaders aren't leaders because they can open their mouths and and talk and have a soapbox. Leaders lead by example, and that's exactly what he wants to do. He doesn't want to say he'll be better. He doesn't want to say he can be the franchise quarterback. He wants to go out there and try to prove that and show that in his actions. And right now on April 19th, with the preseason still months away and uh, mandatory practices still months away, this is the only thing he can do. And it's voluntary. He doesn't have to be there, but he's doing everything. Like you mentioned, Peyton Manning, he's going to probably organize some sort of passing camp with his wide receivers and running backs and tight ends. He's doing everything within his power to be the guy in Denver this year. And you have to respect that, at least from a workmanlike approach. Shout out to Randy Jones and Brad Murdoch, one of our two of our Facebook superstars. Appreciate the stars, guys. We're going to keep an eye out for your questions or comments in the stream. But thank you so much, guys. We really do appreciate you. 
Um, and let's grab Eric here. Good to see you, Eric. Appreciate you. Make sure you connect with us on Twitter, my friend. He says, what's up, guys? Love the pod. I'm pulling for Locke to take that leap, but I wouldn't mind bringing in Lance for competition if he's there at nine. Zach, this is actually a good pivot point because I wanted to ask you about something because I saw some conversations kind of springing up around the clip that we published from Kelberman's Corners episode on Sunday where if you didn't have the full context of the show, it would be easy to kind of interpret what you said about Trey Lance as openly advocating for the Broncos need to draft Trey Lance. So just for the record, what is your true view of not only Trey Lance, but like what the Broncos, like, are you campaigning for, for Trey Lance to be there at nine? You're just, just, um, you know, set the record. Well, I can campaign for it. Doesn't mean he's actually going to be there. I didn't see those comments. I, I wish I can respond to them in its proper context. Um, my Kelberman's Corner segment on Sunday yesterday was naming my final four big board prospects for George Payton and the Broncos, and it's not necessarily what I want the Broncos to do. It's what I think the Broncos would do in a realistic scenario, no trade downs and no trade ups. And I did have Trey Lance on my top four big board because how could you discount a quarterback, especially a quarterback that the Broncos, by all accounts, have been following, they've been hightailing behind this entire offseason. And they've been to both of Trey Lance's pro days. You can't contrast that with not being at either of Mac Jones's pro days. I think the Broncos organization, if they like any quarterback in this draft class, I think Trey Lance is their guy because Peyton, this is the only campaigning point I made. I think Peyton can see a few moves down the road. I think he might see a Broncos coaching staff next year led by a new head coach and led by a new offensive play caller. And that new head coach might be the offensive play caller who would then groom the young quarterback in Trey Lance. So realistically, if Lance is there, it'd be hard. George Payton would be hard pressed to pass up on that kind of gift. You know, a top five guy falling into your lap. And I made the point about Deshaun Watson. The Broncos were loosely in on him. You can get your franchise guy with Deshaun Watson level uh, upside and ceiling, giving up no draft picks for him, no major money for him. So that's the way to go if Peyton wants to go that route. So I'm not hoping that he drafts Trey Lance, but if there's any quarterback in this year's draft class that can be a QB one, a franchise guy with the right coaching. I believe that is Trey Lance and the Broncos coaching staff in the future could look a lot different than it does right now. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Well said. Thank you for that. Uh, Christian, jumping in. Good to see you, brother. That's is, uh, what, two nights in a row now? Yes, I, I keep tabs on the superstars. It's just I, I love taking an interest in our, our community. So appreciate you, Christian. He says, what's up, priests? Good to see Drew putting in the work. Hashtag let him hate and hashtag state of being. Where are you in this fine world, Christian, just out of curiosity, because Broncos country is not a geographic location, right? It's a state of being. Curious to know where you're at, my friend. But yes, very good to see Drew putting in that work. And as I wrote today, Zach, you know, it's really what what can we infer from Drew Locke's 2021 kind of offseason up to this point? You know, he's show, he's we've heard from Tim Patrick. He's first in the building, last to leave. We heard from George Payton that. He's there every single day. He's seeing Drew every day, all right? And then we hear from Dalton Reisner that he's breaking down film from with Peyton Manning. And then, of course, today he kind of goes against the grain of what probably, you know, was the it – was, it wasn't the path of least resistance. I know 75 grand on the table, sure, but, like, it probably cost him a little bit of – I don't maybe not clout, but, you know, he crossed their, the, the Broncos NFLPA rep in Brandon McManus by showing up. What, what do you infer? What, what, what are your takeaways from how Drew has, for lack of a better term, approached 2021? What more do you want from him? You know, and like I said, there's only so much he can do on April 19th. And up until this point with the offseason still mostly virtual, I think the NFL is transitioning back to normalcy. But what more could Locke do? He's been buried in the playbook. He's been at the facility almost every day. He was among the first players to meet with George Payton when Payton got the job as general manager. He's working with Payton Manning. I mean, he's even giving the quotes saying, not just, you know, we're not just inferring this. It's what he said. He's letting his actions do the talking. He could have easily spoken up, Chad, and said, you know, the Broncos, uh, the Sean Watson, Stafford, all those trade rumors, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, I've heard it, and this and that. And he's kept his mouth completely shut. So as far as what a third-year player can do who's still a make-or-break 
type of quarterback. I think to this point, he's handled this scrutiny and the pressure of which there is a lot very, very well. And the, you know, the real test comes in not April and May, but in September, October, November, December. Nothing will matter if Locke bombs come the regular season. But up until this point, I'm very much encouraged that he's pushing forward with more motivation, with more inspiration, with more passion, despite having more roadblocks and more criticism than ever before. Let's grab this super from Willie. Good to see you, brother. One of our great superstars. He says, I am so ready for the draft to be done. Also, he shares some lock uh, associated emojis, a a trio of them. I think you guys can infer uh, what he's talking about there. But thank you, Willie. We feel you. You know, it's going to be fun because when the draft is finally in the books, Zach, we turn from speculating to, all right, let's fit these pieces together that we got. Right. You know, now we have all the it's like a it's like a jigsaw right on your coffee table. All the pieces are on the table. All right. We know what they are. Let's kind of figure out. Let's move things around, see how everything fits. And and that'll be here before you know it. I mean, it's the 19th today. So the draft is not this coming Thursday, but the next 10 days away. And time really flies. And, you know, I get it. We talked about this yesterday. I think there's a little bit of draft fatigue in Broncos country and people are just tired of the same rumors, the same mock draft, the same quarterback speculation. And you know what, Chad, we make our literal living off these kinds of things and we live for this. It provides us content written, digital and otherwise, but I'm also getting to the point now where it's like, okay, show me just the result. I want to see how the Broncos emerge from Cleveland on April 29th. What, how much better is the roster? Do they have a new quarterback? Do they have a new inside linebacker? Do they not have a pick that day? Do they trade out of the first round? You know, anything is on the table right now, Chad, and it's all speculation. So I feel with the majority of the fan base, it's kind of like, okay, it's been months and months of this now. Let's get going here. I'm ready to go. All right, let's grab this one from Straightforward07, who has been a nice breath of fresh air, kind of coming out of nowhere over the last couple of weeks. Very consistent really working your way up to being an MHH superstar. So thank you, my dog. He says, Aloha, fam. George Payton is a mind game master. Keep him wondering. Hashtag let him hate MHH and Denver Broncos for life. And then Zach, he also throws in this too. Thank you again. Excited for the draft. Hash, uh, not a hashtag there, but let's go. We're with you, man. It's going to be here soon. And George Payton, we got to marvel at the job he's done to keep everybody guessing. Most definitely. We've been saying it. I mean, I know I have since the day he was hired, how it was just a home run move for the Broncos. But even I'm surprised, Chad, that he's navigating his first draft with no dread, no anxiety. Uh, He's not, he doesn't look anything like a rookie general manager. He looks like he's been doing this for 10 years. And it's because he has, for the most part, he was the right hand man in Minnesota. He was literally the assistant general manager. And now I'm starting to wonder how much of the administrative duties were actually funneled through George Payton and not Rick Spielman because the guy chat is just effortless in his approach. Seamless. Real quick, um, John. So the stream did just did uh, do a jump on me. So after DeWalter here, the next closest one I've got is Michaela at 653. And in between are Dale, a different Michaela, uh, talking about 10 days, another DeWalter drills, Chris Bush, PhD, the doc in the house, uh, Richard, not allowed here, J-Bone is with us. We got J-Bone, Justin Statler in the house, and then we're current. So just FYI. Uh, DeWalter, good to see you, brother. And uh, thank goodness I know who you are because with how often you change your YouTube handles, man, if I, if I didn't already know who you were, man, I'd be 
up you know what creek without a paddle. He says, well, I showed up for practice and my 75 grand, they wouldn't let me in. Their loss, I guess. Love you guys. Let's get a linebacker for sure. Or uh TL one that will be a backup. What does that mean? Come on, Zach. You're my syntax. <laughs> tackle. Translator. Left tackle, I think. Maybe he missed he it was a typo. Let's get a linebacker for sure, or left tackle, one will be a backup. John. DeWalter, what do you think? if you want to clarify that comment and let us know what you're talking about. Um either I way. I think that's what it says. Let's say they don't get a Micah Parsons. Guys, there's so many intriguing, oh, yeah. solid linebackers in this class from Jameen Davis to uh, Zayman Collins to, uh, I mean, depending on. Yes, JOK, thank you. Uh, Dylan Moses. Um, I'm missing a few. Uh, Baron Browning is another great one. So, yeah, I think the Broncos have a really good chance, even if they don't use their first round pick on a linebacker, to bring in a true dynamic super stud. Uh, to this defense. Yeah, Jabril Cox even. There's so many, you know, linebacking prospects in the box, those dimebacker to cover the tight ends or cover the running backs or be a blitzer or whatever. And, Chad, I'm willing to even say, oh, he meant Trey Lance. TL is Trey oh, okay. Lance. Okay, okay. okay, so not left tackle. That's my fault. But you know what, Chad? I'll even venture to say that if they don't want a quarterback and if Micah Parsons is off the board at number nine, they might move back to 13, 14, 15 and take one of those guys. Take a Jameen Davis. Take a JOK. And that, you know what? That'd be really excellent value in giving them more capital to work with on the second day. Dale Rude, good to see you, bro. Um, it's been really cool as well to catch up with you on Twitter. So appreciate your support as always. And Dale, you've been with us a long time, my dog. If you want to come on the show, we definitely want to uh, extend an invitation to have you come on for a superstar segment sometime in June. If that's something you'd be down for, reach out to us. We'll set it up. He says, Let's say Lancer Fields are there uh, at pick nine. How valuable does nine then become in a trade? Hashtag draft capital. If Denver grabs a quarterback but Locke balls out, I don't think Denver gets a nine back or Uh off trading Lancer Fields. Hashtag draft. Your thoughts, Zach? I think he means if they draft Lancer Fields and Locke starts and balls out, they're not going to trade one of right. those quarterbacks. It'd be like Josh Rosen in Arizona. You used yep. a first-round pick on him, but you flipped him for, what, a second-round pick? So you would, it's like getting a new car. As soon as you drive it off the lot, it loses half its value. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if you want to take a quarterback there, you might as well just play that quarterback. If you take a quarterback at nine, the Drew Locke era is over. It's a matter of when that happens, whether it's week one or 2022. So uh, that was uh, – I, I forget the first part of the question. If they stay at nine and another team wants to come up, that pick would be very valuable, Chad. And that's why I'm saying by George Payton admitting that we feel really good at number nine. He's saying this publicly as a front-facing posture. We yep. feel really good staying here, and we have no problem staying here to get an impact player. That signals if a team wants to come up. He's also said he's taking trade calls. So if a team wants to come up to nine, listen, you got to meet my price or no deal. You don't get your quarterback. Well said. Michaela jumping in. Love you. Appreciate you. The Duchess of MHH who's just been top rope every single day uh, the last – month and a half two months that she's yep. been back in the saddle and it's just been great thank you thank Michaela. you Michaela. your shirt by the way shipped today so you should be getting that uh, maybe by week's end if not probably first of next week and be sure to send us a, a selfie when you get that so we can shout you out and and uh give you some love she says 10 days and counting get nervous lol 
Can't wait. And then she says in the separate super, thank you, Michaela. Drew Locke has all the traits that you want in a quarterback. Anyone, uh, anyone think Manning wants to get into coaching? Real quick, before we talk about the Manning thing, that's true. And I think that's actually is something very close to, to uh, something George Payton himself said earlier in this offseason about Drew has all the traits that you look for. He said that, all right? So it's a matter of taking those raw traits, those raw materials, and we've seen it, right? The consistency hasn't been there for Drew. That's been the problem, right? That, that's that's the part where you just are left hungry and thirsty and wanting more because he's like this. But the traits, he has displayed them. You need, uh, you know, you need a guy with some charisma to kind of be the face of a franchise if he turns a corner. Drew can be that guy for you. You need a guy with true bona fide arm talent. Drew has that. You need a guy with a little mobility, right? A little elusiveness. Drew has that athleticism. You know, he's a former point guard basketball player. He's got, you know, um, I think he's a competitor. But at the same time, Zach, in Missouri, he was stuck behind some pretty bad teams for the Tigers in a in a conference that they were always the last seat at the table when it came to recruiting. So he was always the guy trying to play catch up, trying to get there, trying to get over the hump. Not having the support, not having the tools, not having the what he needed to to fully succeed, but now he's got him, and that's why you need one last swing at the plate with Drew because those traits, Zach, they are there. The tools are there. It's on the Broncos to figure out a way to extract them, maximize them, and then of course, Zach, it's on the quarterback himself to just find a way, make a way. Exactly. And, you know, a comment that was made yesterday on the podcast that I saw really stuck with me. And I wish I could remember who said it. So my apologies. But uh, the premise was Locke makes all these amazing throws. He's capable of making these amazing off platform across his body, facing pressure, being hit. We've seen it. This is not speculation. This is not theoretical. We've seen him do that. So if they can just harness that natural talent, they have a really good quarterback, I believe. And I mentioned this on KK. I said this uh, analogy, I guess you can call it. But Trey Lance, part of the reason why I did say he's a realistic option among all the quarterbacks in this draft class, he is this big block of clay. And you have the opportunity to mold that, that block of clay to any shape, or formation that you want. You can make Trey Lance as good as you want him to be. So the same thing could be said with Drew Locke, Chad. He's still very much raw. He's still very much a block of clay. And the problem with the Broncos is uh, Pat Shermer is not a clay master. He's the furthest thing from that. He took that block of clay and went, eh, good enough. It's not good enough. You have to keep shaving it like it's uh, those lamb flanks when you make a gyro. You have to keep shaving the fat <laughs> off. You have to keep getting to the meat, and that's what they have to do with Drew Locke. And for what it's worth, Michaela, I don't think Peyton will ever want to get into coaching. You know, he's a guy that does relish the grind, but coaching is a, just, frankly, a very thankless job. And even if you do uh, get a head coaching gig, which there's no reason to believe – Peyton Manning is even interested in that. And honestly, does he have does, is, does he have the qualifications to be a head coach? I'm not convinced of that. But nevertheless, even then, you know, you're going to make five, six. I mean, you could maybe be John Gruden if all things work out perfectly and you get $10 million a year. Peyton's already got more money than he'll ever need in this life, more money than his kids will ever need, more money than his kids' kids will ever need, maybe even more money than his kids' kids' kids will ever need. So for him, it's about finding whatever – 
you know, what that passion is that's going to, you know, add to his his quality of life. And I just don't think coaching, I mean, if, if front office hasn't been enough to, you know, get him out of retirement, right. so to speak, and get him back in the NFL, I don't think coaching would be. So uh, DeWalter Drills, appreciate you, bro. How do y'all feel about trading back, getting a ton of picks, saving them to move up to number one <laughs> when Arch Manning, the son of uh, Cooper Manning, Peyton's nephew, uh, comes up in the draft. Very fun to speculate, but what is that, Zach? That's at least three years three years out. Didn't the kid just get recruited? Yeah, I think it's 2025, 2024, 2025. And I, I, I assume the question by DeWalter, which we appreciate is tongue-in-cheek, but uh, I don't think the Broncos are planning that far ahead, DeWalter. I think they have to have their guy either this year or next year. But when Arch does come out, it's going to be the biggest prospect since Peyton Manning, Chad. So it's kind of you know exciting in that sense. 2023. So that's okay. and I was wrong on the whole recruiting thing. I'm I'm just checking out his wiki real quick. Uh and it shows simply that he's still playing for the same high school his uncle and his dad played for, Isidore Newman there in New Orleans. So um let me see here real quick. Yeah, to avoid media frenzy, Manning's family has withheld him from media interviews, declined any premature college scholarship offers. They have shut down everything, but the attention is going to come. And, and here's why. In his freshman season, Manning was the varsity starter, shining in his debut, uh, put up some huge numbers, and then as a freshman, finished with 2,400 yards, passing 34 touchdowns, earning Max Preps National Freshman of the Year honors, and joining future NFL studs like Jabril Prep, uh, Peppers, Nick Bosa, and Trevor Lawrence as you know winners of that honor. So Plus, he's got the name, right, Zach? He's got that Manning right. sizzle, so... Yeah, he's uh he's a guy down the road, man. He's 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 at least two three years out. And and the thing is though, real quick, I know it's kind of a fun jokey kind of question, but George Payton doesn't have that long of a leash. He'll have this year, and he may get some sort of reprieve next year if the Broncos lose. But come twenty twenty three, if they're in the same place as they are right now, he will be in the hot seat like John Elway was this past couple of years. All right, let's grab Christopher L. Bush, PhD, the doctor is here to uh, help us all, you know, get the the medicine, the football medicine that we need. Appreciate you. Hope Denver is not turning into the Browns QB uh, old phenomenon every year or two drafting quarterbacks. Soon quarterback draft picks would dread being drafted by us, knowing all they have is one or two years lock for one more year. Yeah, it's a fair point. Like again, guys, it would be a different story if Drew had shown us absolutely nothing, like if he had Paxton lynched us for 17 starts, you know, these are, he started 18, but 17 games, let's just say, then I'd be right there with you. It's like, look, there's nothing there. Let's go. But he's shown enough to where it's like, look, you're getting back the more traditional ideal conditions of a, of a NFL off season. And I w- I'm going to assume an NFL preseason and his year-over-year year, same scheme for the first time since sophomore to junior uh, year at Missouri. Plus, he's getting his number one guy back in Cortland Sutton. Plus, he's got that second year working with – third year with Fant, but second year with Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler, and he's getting Albert O back. So I think there's been en- – he's shown enough. I think the Broncos are going to say, look, we think that based on what we've seen, the tools, the traits, the scheme, and everything else, he, we're going to give him one last one last try. 
I understand the Browns have become the punching bag, have become the meme for failed quarterbacks, but you have to keep swinging until you hit a home run. It's the most important position, not just in the NFL, but in all of sports. And I'm pretty sure Baker Mayfield wasn't crying and bemoaning his life when he was drafted by Cleveland. He was happy to get the opportunity to be their franchise quarterback. And look at them now, Chad. They're on the upswing. They won, what, 11 games last year? I mean, they're looking like they're a winning franchise finally. And it all starts with the quarterback. So if it's not locked and if they don't take a big four or five guy this year, you got to keep swinging until you do find your guy. You do find the franchise guy. It's the only way you're going to win consistently in the NFL. And the Browns, Chad, are, are proof of that. You're not going to be successful or at least be consistent unless you have a consistent, successful quarterback under center. One of our Facebook supporters and Facebook superstars, Jeremy Kusich. Sorry if I pronounce it Kusich. Kusich? Sorry if I mispronounced that, my friend. But he says, a quarterback may be the default leader of any team. But make no mistake, Dalton Reisner has seized the reins. Hey, dude, I hope you're right in all honesty. I think Dalton Reisner established himself with a little leadership juice, even as a rookie. Last year, that kind of grew. And I think you're you're onto something here, Jeremy, that Dalton Reisner is a guy, a young guy, third-year player, who a lot of his more experienced, more tenured veteran teammates actually probably look toward to set the tone a little bit. They really don't have anyone else out there, at least last year with Cortland Sutton being out. He's also a young player. Melvin Gordon wasn't really or isn't really the leadership type. Uh, you wanted- Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, 
the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Garrett Bowles to be that mouthpiece, but he's not super outspoken. So it's nice to have someone in the locker room uh, that can hold his fellow players accountable and even go against his own team's player rep in Brandon McManus and saying, listen, I understand your position, but this is personal for me, and I want to be there despite your recommendations and your advisement. All right, we got one from Richard Summers. Richard, connect with us on Twitter, my friend, so that we can keep the conversation going and shout you out after the show. Appreciate you. He says, you guys are giving Locke way too much credit for doing the bare minimum. If he had skipped out, that would put him on the fast track to being replaced. All right, hold on. You guys got cameras ready? All right, get your popcorn. Someone needs to be dunked on. I'm just kidding, Richard. We're not going to do that. But, Zach, this echoes what you just said drew's damned if he does he's damned if he doesn't right he can't win with a certain faction of broncos country richard you know i don't have much to say you're entitled to your opinion but it's true that no matter what if he went in there it's to get his money if he doesn't go in there he's a bad teammate who's on the fast track to being replaced well that would mean the broncos are about to replace about uh, a third of the roster who didn't show up for these voluntary workouts. So following that logic, Chad, we're about to see a lot of roster turnover in Dove Valley. But no, it, it's really, he can't win. And until uh, the fan base sees a better quarterback, I guess, or what they deem to be a better quarterback, he's not going to improve in the in the standing of the fan base. Not allowed here. Good to see you, my friend. Really appreciate you. I'm trying to think. We're, I don't think we are connected on Twitter, so... If we are and I'm wrong, just do one of these in the mentions. And if not, reach out, connect. Let's let's stay in touch on Twitter. He says, hello, what do you all think of Christian Barmore or Levi Onwuzuriki? I can't pronounce that dude's name ever. In the late first or with our second round pick. I think we should add some interior pressure to open up opportunities for Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb. You know, I'm not very, I'm not going to lie to you, steer you wrong here. I'm not as well-versed on Levi as I am Barmore. Uh, Barmore, to me, isn't really an interior pass rusher as much as he is like a lane clogger. I think he brings some of that. We can we can look at him. I mean, we're sitting here. Uh, we're at 52 minutes. So we actually kind of have to mosey. But I like the idea of Christian Barmore, kind of, kind of. It's just, to me, it's not a, it's not a dire situation. You got Shelby. Draymond and Mike Purcell as your projected starters. You just spent a premium round pick on a defensive lineman, basically in the last two drafts, right? Draymond the year prior, and then uh, McTelvin Ajim last year. Then you got Deshaun Williams that emerged, showed you that he's more than belongs and could maybe be something with you. And then who's the guy they just signed from uh, uh, Steven? Shamar uh, Steven from the Vikings, yeah. plus that, that kid you mentioned, Zach, um, the last time I omitted it. So, they have some bodies there and, and some depth. Doesn't mean you don't take a defensive tackle if he's the best guy on your board. Like, I wouldn't hate it in round two, but I wouldn't love it. Yeah, I wouldn't in the late first in a trade back. That'd be probably my last position I would take is interior defensive line for the same reasons you just laid out. Shelby Harris got paid this offseason. Last year, Mike Purcell got a long-term extension. Uh, so they're in good hands along their defensive line, and they have good backups as well. I have no doubt in my mind they will address the defensive line. They will spend a pick or two to replenish the trenches and give them some depth. It doesn't have to be, though, in round one or two. Uh, you have to target – 
cornerback, offensive tackle, safety, inside linebacker, maybe quarterback in those first two picks, defensive tackle, defensive end, uh, that can wait. All right. We got one here queued up. John, I've got Christian. Oh, J-Bone. Been a minute, my friend. Where have you been, dog? He says, hey, Priest, been a while. Crazy busy on my end. Hope all is well. Personally, I don't know who QB1 is going into the new year, and I don't care. That's my QB. Hashtag go Broncos. I assume he's talking about Drew, right? I assume is what he's saying there. I think he means no matter who the Broncos QB1 is, that's his Uh quarterback. And I'm fully on board with that, Justin. Yeah, dude. And I've said it on the show. Look, I'm not campaigning for the Broncos to – I don't think it's the best move to go draft a Q in the top 10. But if the Broncos were to do that, hey, man, I'd be all about that Q. I'd be all about saying to our great following and audience, hey, get behind your quarterback. You know, In this case, you're probably going to have to wait to see how the dust settles. Is it going to be the rookie or Drew that starts? And then whoever wins that battle, like, you know, close ranks around him. You know, I said it when the Deshaun Watson rumors popped up. I said it with the Russell Wilson rumors. I said it with the Trey Lance, Fields, Mac Jones rumors, Kellen Mond. It doesn't really matter who the Broncos quarterback is or any player, especially on the Broncos roster. If they can play well and help the Broncos win, I will support them. So I'm a Locke fan, as are you, Chad. We're not his agents. We're not his parents or his relatives. I mean, we have a limit to our our, our fandom and him specifically, I will root for the name on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back of it. And that's the quarterback. No matter who it is, I'll be a fan. Christian again. Appreciate you, bro. Unfortunately, he's telling us where he's at. Kansas City. That's right. I should remember that. But since they got beat down in the Super Bowl, I can wear my jersey and they can't say anything. Hashtag state of being. Yeah, dude. Behind enemy lines. Moss Def. Could be a worse place to be nowadays, though. So. Michael Carmelini, who has been – it's been a pleasure, dude, getting to know you a little bit in the chat, on Twitter too. So welcome. Thank you. Appreciate you, my friend. That generosity means a lot to us. Yeah, thank he's, you. He says here, QBs. He's ranking his QBs. Fields, Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Trey Lance. Crazy? Sure. Mac, better than people think and very accurate. Lance is exciting, but I don't see it. Fields is QB1 for me. Still, I'd give Locke another year, even if they do draft a quarterback. I would rank it a little differently. I have, uh, I think Zach Wilson is QB1 in this class for me. But in terms of ceiling or upside, Trey Lance is QB1. Again, I said this on KK on the podcast. If you get him in the right system, whether it's San Francisco or another team, I mean, he can be just a perennial superstar like Deshaun Watson on steroids. I don't have Trey Lance as the last quarterback. I have all of them well ahead of Mac Jones, who may be accurate and he may be a winning quarterback, but he's so uninspiring otherwise, Chad, that I don't want anything to do with him. And to pair him with Pat Shermer, it makes it doubly worse, in my opinion. All right, let's grab this one from Willie. Uh, By the way, John, the stream just jumped to 709, and I'm checking on the back end here. If you would kindly grab... Another one from Dale, Jonathan, Thunder Down Under, Naj, James, Tony D.A. Dub. So that collection. And we got to kind of rapid fire because we're about to cross the one-hour mark. But Willie, appreciate you, brother. He's saying, I support tanking for Arch Manning in a few years. I think that's tongue-in-cheek. But nevertheless, 
I'm not I, I'm not a uh, believer in in tanking, but still, Arch Manning. It's going to be interesting to see how his future college career takes shape and if he can. I mean, can you imagine though, Zach, being a Manning and being a quarterback, no less? Like the legend you have to live up to. Like that would it would be withering, right? Like it would crush a lot of people. So it'll be interesting to see if Arch. You know, high school's one thing, big fish, small pond. Then you get to college, bigger fish, bigger pond. Then you get to the end. So it'll be it'll be fun to see. I think it'd be worse to be a Manning that wasn't a quarterback, <laughs> Cooper. True, true. And you know what's crazy? Most of you already know this, but Cooper was like he he was never interested in being a wide receiver or excuse me a quarterback because dad was a was a Q and he wanted to separate himself from his brothers and so he went wide receiver. And if he didn't have that neck condition where his neck was. Um, closing in around his spinal column and giving him numbness. And if he would have continued to play, he could have perhaps uh, been paralyzed or at risk of that. A lot of people thought he was a future NFL player too. And not just because of his name, that was before Peyton and Eli were a thing. It was just Archie Manning was the only Manning anybody knew, but what a shame. Cool to see though, that his son's taken after the the old family uh, footsteps. Yeah, for sure. Dale again, appreciate you. Unless Denver ends up trading for a top veteran like Watson, Aaron Rodgers, or Russ Wilson, the quarterback debate in Denver won't end after the draft. Yeah, it's probably, Dale, good point in terms of, you know, even if they do take a cue, the debate's going to continue to rage. If they don't take a cue in the first round, the debate's going to continue to rage around Drew until he silences all debate. And there's only one way he can do that. You got to show out. You, and it, it's one of those things where it's like last year, he did not leave, no doubt. He would have to just, with authority, blow the doors down. And it wouldn't necessarily need to be like a Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen type thing. Even a Jay Cutler uh, 2008 Pro Bowl campaign where he's hovering around 4,000 yards. He's around 25, 26, 27 TDs. That, to me... I think would would give all of his biggest doubters in Broncos country. It would assuage their concerns, their misgivings. And they'd be like, all right, yeah, this is something we could live with. We just won a lot of games. This is our guy, at least in the short term. You know, unfortunately, though, even if the Broncos go on to have a playoff season, even if Drew Locke makes the Pro Bowl, as we saw with the last comment that we took about him, there is always going to be a sect of Broncos country that just doesn't see the value in Drew Locke. They'll find anything they can do to discredit or discount his accomplishments, Chad. And we saw that last year after the Carolina game. It's, oh, the Carolina defense was terrible. We saw it this offseason uh, with the the one-sourced revelation, if you want to call it that, that uh, that Pat Shermer dumbed down his offensive playbook for Drew Locke, which takes all the credit away from Locke for how good he developed, relatively speaking, over the second half of the season. So I hope that Locke silences his haters. I hope the debate does end sometime soon, Chad, but I'm not holding my breath because some of these fans are so dug in and entrenched with their hate for Drew Locke that they, it just blinds them to reality. Jonathan, appreciate you, my friend. Connect on Twitter. Um, it has been a minute. He says, what's up, guys? Long time, no talk. What are your favorite Broncos seasons from beginning to end? Oh, man, I have a lot. I could name quite a few. Um, I loved the 1989 season as a kid, even though the Broncos got blown out by the Niners in the Super Bowl that year. You know, Bobby Humphrey, Steve Outwater, uh, John Elway, you know, 
you still had the vestiges of the three amigos. Although I want to say Ricky Natil was no longer with the team, but that was the eighties. That was the end of the eighties in the nineties. I mean, shoot, we could talk about the back-to-back world champion teams and those were great, but um, I still remember just loving, was it 92 Gaston green getting a thousand yards as a rusher came out of nowhere, got a thousand yards for the Broncos after Bobby Humphrey had kind of busted 2000s, I still, Jake Plummer to me, look, I love Peyton Manning, but to me in terms of that like emotional investment, John Elway, Jake Plummer, Peyton Manning. Peyton brought home the the bacon, right? He got that Lombardi, but I was huge into, I just loved watching Jake Plummer play football and especially in Mike Shanahan's scheme. So the pinnacle for, for Jake was the no mistake Jake 2005 season. And then so ironic because he plays relative mistake free, which was atypical of Jake. He was a gunslinger. You didn't have a huge arm, but he was a risk taker. Plays it close to the vest. The Broncos go all the way to the AFC title game, Zach. And then that's the one game that year he decides, no, no, no. I got to remind everybody that I like to throw picks and make bad decisions. (laughs) Oh, five, but I could continue to go 11 with Tebow. A lot of great years. 15, of course, the pinnacle lately. Yeah, I was going to say I'm a fan of offensive football more so than a defensive shutout type game. So 2013-2014, the Peyton Manning led just Star Wars juggernaut years. And of course, 2015, what a Cinderella story in Peyton Manning's worst season where he's obviously falling off a cliff. You have Brock Osweiler in there to save the day and take you to the Super Bowl and you end up uh, defeating and upsetting the mighty Carolina Panthers and not just you know, upsetting them, but dominating them, Chad, from start to finish. So uh, that 2015 stays with me for quite a while. Sorry, John, I didn't see the the hand cues. My bad. Tony D.A. Dub from Discount Audio and Wills in Los Angeles, California. Tony, the stream jumped yet. Neither myself nor John can find your super chat. So we're putting you in the old fashioned way as a banner. Appreciate you, my friend. Hope business is good for you. He says, does Tony trade back and continue to build the offensive line and draft a running back in the later rounds, run the ball down the AFC West throat. Locke's best friend have a running game. Could be a running game that gets what it wants, um, what it wants, when it wants. I feel you. And, uh, you know, the offensive line's sure shaping up nice. If you get Jawan James back, even like a decent version of the player he was in Miami, like that's a legit O-line, Zach. And a good running game would make play action so lethal for someone like Locke. The only question is, would Pat Shermer actually call play action plays for his quarterback? But there'd be no downside to having a just an elite ground game, control the clock, you know, you know, control the game flow, let the defense pin its ears back, don't turn the ball over, play ball-controlled smart offense, and let Locke take his shots down the field with his bevy of weapons. So a good running game would be paramount to Locke's success in 2021. All right, we're running out of time, guys. we got to hustle here. Thunder down under. Love it. From Australia. Wow. Welcome. Thank you. Connect on Twitter. All right. Hey, mates, from Aussie land. Long-time listener, first time reaching out. That's Hats awesome. off, bro. Appreciate you. If we trade Deshaun Hamilton, are there any late-round wideouts to look for? Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Um, yeah, there are some intriguing uh, – let me see. Uh, Broncos draft fits, uh, wide receiver. I want to say trickle. Talked about a few of them. Um, here's some sleepers that Mile High Huddle has asserted to keep an eye on. Anthony Schwartz from Auburn, Frank Darby from Arizona State, Cornell Powell 
from Clemson. Those are three names later round sleepers, day three options. And I hope Deshaun does get traded, Zach, because I think he just needs a fresh start somewhere else. Yeah, uh, Anthony Schwartz was my name. He's he ran. I, it was an insane forty. I think it was a it was a blazing forty yard time. I can't really remember what it was. It was like sub four three. Another name is Jalen Darden as a late round option. I think he can be a lethal slot guy. And the Broncos need more wiggle in their wide receiver core because after KJ Hamler, Chad, you really don't have that speedster. And Deshaun Hamilton does nothing. He's not an overly great possession guy. He's not an overly fast guy. His hands aren't overly good. So if I can get even a seventh-round pick for him, I'm taking that pick and flipping it for his immediate replacement. And there are a few late-round receivers the Broncos could come away with that are fast. You know, Eric, usually Eric uh, would pin on Twitter his a tweet that was a link to his uh, player rankings. This is the first year he hasn't done that, so – Normally I would say, hey, go to Eric's uh, Twitter and check out the wide receiver rankings, but I'll have to ask him about that, where it is, where fans can find it. Um, Najal Toff, love you, bro. Good to see you. Appreciate you. He says, hey, brothers, thoughts on Mike Clay of ESPN calling for the Broncos, saying the Broncos are going to be the number one defense in the league this year. Lots of respect on that side. If the team gets real leadership like Reisner and Locke showed this week, we could be a force. Yeah, I saw a few people – DM'd me and added me over that story. We're we're gonna grab it. We'll cover it and analyze it as an article at MHH here. If, if not tonight, it'll be tomorrow. But nevertheless, I don't think it's going too far out on a limb based on the moves that have been made in free agency, Zach, and the guys you're getting back. I mean, you're getting Von Miller back, teamed up with Bradley Chubb. You got Shelby Harris re-signed. Um, you got Justin Simmons re-signed. You cut Kareem, got him back, made a lot of great moves at cornerback. You're getting Bryce Callahan back. The only real questions, honestly, are at off-ball linebacker, which is why I really think the Broncos are going to come out of this draft in the top three rounds with a good one. I think, you know, the expectation, not the hope, should be the Broncos have a top 5D or a top 3D. That should be the expectation because what is the excuse? You have a defensive mastermind at the controls. You've locked down your core talent in Shelby Harris and Justin Simmons. You've imported talent by way of Kyle Fuller, uh, Ronald Darby. You've, you've brought back Kareem Jackson. You brought back Von Miller. Bradley Chubb's coming back. If you add a Micah Parsons in there or a JOK or or whoever at inside linebacker, there should be no reason why the Broncos can't be a top three defense. And if they get help from the offense, if the offense doesn't turn the ball over, put the defense in bad situations, it very well could be the case where they lead the league in defensive output. That's a definite possibility for this season. Muhammad Badri, MHH male model, jumping with the super sticker. Hey, Bones, right back at you, brother. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you, you, Mo. Consistent as the day is long. You know we love you. Appreciate you. We are at one hour and eight minutes. Got to really hustle through uh, and and uh, rapid fire, like for real rapid fire. James Boyd, good to see you, bro. Thank you. Trey Lance, Walker Little, Jameen Davis. Chu- is it Chubba? Chuba Hubba or Chubba Hubba? I'm calling him Chubba. I think I've it's Chuba, both. but Chubba Hubba is too cool of a name to pronounce Nelson it Williams, I'd be happy, he says. Yeah, I mean, Walker Little, mm, Jameen Davis is the one in there that I would be 100% on board with you, James. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you as well. I like some of those names, but um, not all of them. All right, real quick. Um, I think, John, 
we are current after James. Let me just grab Beowulf here. Good to see you, bro. We we did get we did get Willie. Yeah, we got Willie. It's all good. Appreciate you, Willie. Uh, Beowulf. Oh, we're uh, we're we keep clicking on each other. It's all good. It's all good, John. Charge it to the game. His comments right? become self-aware, Chad. That's right. Uh, Beowulf, love you, dude. Appreciate you. Draft greatest. Draft the greatest talent available and let them hate. Like and share, y'all. The horse, the rooster, etc. Appreciate you, Beowulf. You the man. Let them hate, baby. Let the Appreciate chips you. fall. All right, let me just do a quick circle back. We got to get out of here. I think we've grabbed all of our great superstars. And oh, nope, nope. We got another one from James Boyd here. Appreciate you, James, again. He goes, big dogs, thank you for the entertainment. Love listening to real Bronco fans. Um, bought that manscape. <laughs> Love it, dude. Listen hey. to that man right there. Didn't know the lawnmower glided like that. That's firsthand testimonial. Any man will tell you that's used it, Chad. It definitely does glide down there for sure. My dog, send us a tweet and, uh, you know, nothing – Nothing crazy. Like just show the product, okay? Don't don't misconstrue here, uh, and we'll, and we'll show uh, we'll show our great sponsors. But that's cool, man. Thank you, James. Appreciate you supporting the companies, the sponsors that support the Huddle Up Podcast yes. and Mile High Huddle. We do appreciate it. Uh, Michael again jumping in. Love you, bro. He says, Zach, dude, I came this close to putting Wilson as QB two. LOL. Should have done it, Michael. I Zach Wilson, you know, even in New York with that talent level or lack thereof, I think he's going to be just a phenomenal pro. Um, just I'm very high on Zach Wilson. I think the Jets are getting a real good one. Uh, Jay Bone again. Appreciate you, brother. He says, I appreciate the love, not to toot my own horn, but your boy is now a C-level executive. Nice. Oh, hats off, Congrats. dude. Congrats. That's great. I only had to sacrifice all my free time. Hashtag still grind. That's what it takes, dude. That's what it takes, man. You got to do the things other people are not willing to do to separate from the pack and climb and, you know, uh, complete whatever your mission is. So congrats on that. That's really, really cool. My friend, we're just glad to have you back in the chat, even if it's just for tonight, dude, it's good to, good to see you. Good to have you with that, Zach. I think, um, I think that's going to do it. I'm going to, circle back and uh, check Facebook real quick. But while I'm doing that, if you wouldn't mind, plug what we got cooking on Wednesday night. Yes, Chad and I, the Huddle Up podcast is off tomorrow, guys. I think BTB, Building the Broncos, is on in our place tomorrow night at 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. But special show on Wednesday, guys. As you can see right in front of you, Graham Glasgow, the starting right guard of your Denver Broncos, will join us on the show live. Live, 6 o'clock mountain, as you can see, 7 central, 8 eastern, be there. We are so excited and appreciative of Glasgow, of course, for giving us his free time chat. But we have some questions we want to ask him, and I'm sure the fans have a lot they want to know about the Broncos' big offensive lineman. Amen. All right, last thing, we got to tip our cap to our Facebook superstars and supporters real quick. And we're still hoping that StreamYard eventually gets this figured out, how to light up so that we see it on our end as broadcasters in our stream studio when a star comment comes through on Facebook instead of having to then go into Facebook and try and find and search through all the comments to see if there are any stars. So, guys, we love you. Appreciate you. Gerald, Randy, Freddie, Gary, Brad. Jeremy, each one of you mean the world to us. Thank you for your support, guys. 
And with that, we got to get on out of here. Before we do dip, Zach, let me just remind everybody, here's how you connect with us on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod, at MileHighHuddle, at JohnKMHH to connect with Buona Beast, Zach Kelberman, deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com, at KelbermanNFL, myself, at Chad N. Jensen. Go become a supporter, gang. Find the page, Facebook.com slash MileHighHuddle. Click the big blue button. Trust, you're going to want in on that. It's five bucks a month. So appreciate you guys. Love you. Thank you. Zach, have a great night. Enjoy your day off from podcasting, and I'll see you Wednesday night. See you, Chad. See you, John. Thank you for everything and uh, getting Glasgow on the show. That's a credit to John. We can't wait to talk to him on Wednesday. Um, Everyone out there, take care. We will see you guys Wednesday night for our special show featuring Mr. Glasgow. And as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.